0: Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, that we can come into your house and into your presence and find the joy that we need. Find the comfort and the encouragement that we long for. But also, Lord, we come into your house to get a word Oh, Lord, we need a word from you. I'm so glad that we're not depending upon a word from Chris today. We're depending on a word from God. Lord, we are living in the last of the last days. And we know Jesus is coming. Lord, I pray that you would instruct us on how to live and occupy until you come. So I pray that today, in light of recent world events, that you would speak a word into our spirit. To settle us. To give us direction to show us how to be disciples of Jesus the way you've called us to be. We give you the praise. Speak, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On Friday, President Donald Trump issued an executive order to ban citizens of seven Muslim-majority countries from entering the United States for at least the next 90 days. The seven countries are Libya, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Yemen, Somalia, and Sudan. The ban also stops the admission of all refugees to the United States for at least months because of these events I've scrapped the sermon that I had planned to preach this morning and because I feel so ill equipped and even so ill prepared because of seeing these events unfold yesterday um, I'm not prepared to speak to this matter but I've invited some friends to help us out today, to give us a word. Um, so I want to invite my friends now to speak to this, to, to give us some standard. because There are so many questions that are among us, and there are good people on both sides of the political aisle. Now, if I were speaking today, I would offer my apologies up front to say, please forgive me if anything sounds contrary to where you may stand or what you may believe politically and ideologically. But since I'm not speaking this morning, any beef that you have, you could take up with the guest speakers (laughs) that I've invited this morning. So, Strong Tower. Let me welcome to platform this morning, the great lawgiver, Moses, to speak to this situation. Exodus chapter 22, verse 21, Moses said, you shall neither mistreat a stranger nor oppress him, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Moses goes on to say in Leviticus 19, verses 33 through 34, And if a stranger dwells with you in your land, you shall not mistreat him. The stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Next, I've invited Ezekiel to come. And Ezekiel said in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 29, the people of the land have used oppressions, committed robbery, and mistreated the poor and needy, and they wrongfully oppress the stranger. Thank you, Ezekiel. Now may I have the prophet Zechariah to come, please. Zechariah says in chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. So the word of the Lord came to Zechariah saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, execute true justice, show mercy and compassion, everyone to his brother. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. But they refused to heed, shrugged their shoulders, and stopped their ears so that they could not hear. Yes, they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his Spirit through the former prophets. Thus, great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. Now, the Apostle John comes to address Strong Tower, and he says in 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how? does the love of God abide in him my little children let us not love in word or in tongue but in deed and in truth the writer of Hebrews comes and he or she says in Hebrews 13 1 through 3 let brotherly love continue do not forget to entertain strangers For by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them. Those who are mistreated since you yourselves are in the body also. Now to address Strong Tower is James, the brother of the Lord Jesus. And James says in chapter 2, verses 1 through 9 of his book, My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings in fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place, And say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. James From the Holy Word of God, chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, goes on to say, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And our final speaker today the Lord Jesus Christ and as Jesus stands before us today we come from Luke chapter 10 verses 25 to 37 to hear his voice and our Savior said and behold a certain lawyer stood up and tested him saying teacher what shall I do to inherit eternal life he said to him what is written in the law What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite. When he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said, Go and do likewise. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Excuse me, Brother Jesus, Pastor Jesus, Messiah Jesus, that almost sounds like what's written on the Statue of Liberty. Well, let me go on, my son. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In John 6, 37, Jesus, our preacher this morning, said, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Matthew chapter 25. Verses 31 through 46 as I conclude. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me. You cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me then they also will answer him saying Lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you then he will answer them saying assuredly I say to you inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these you did not do it to me and these will go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life. I want to thank our speakers for being with us today. The Bible says until Christ comes to give public attention to the reading of scripture and so that we don't pollute what's going on with our opinions and politics of men and women, which has its place. We wanted to make sure that today you heard an unadulterated word from God. We read straight from the scriptures and there was an overlying theme from each one of our speakers and it had to deal with kindness and love and mercy and remembering especially for the Jewish people as they were going into the promised land to treat the natives in the land with respect because the Jews themselves had been prisoners and mistreated in Egypt. So because kindness had been displayed to them, they were to show kindness even if people did not submit to Yahweh as their God. They were to love and treat their neighbors with dignity in hopes that they would inquire about Yahweh based on how they're being treated by Yahweh's people. Friday was International Holocaust Day, speaking of Yahweh's people. It was a time for the world to not forget what happened when a maniacal dictator through mind control and even through the twisting of scripture, decided that there was a group of people who were not worthy to live on God's earth. And he took it upon himself with his people to put to death millions of them, to place them in concentration camps, to gas them, and so that the world does not forget that atrocity We think about it. We commemorate those who are still survivors today because we don't want history to repeat itself because we have fallen asleep in Zion. So we think back to that time. Now, president made a comment about it on Friday, but he offended many Jewish people because he did not mention the Jewish people by name on International Holocaust Day. He talked about the persecuted, but he didn't mention the Jewish people. And it reminds me of something from a pastor by the name of Martin Neomolar, who ministered to the people of God during that era And he said, when the Nazis came for the communists, I remained silent because I was not a communist. When they locked up the social democrats, I remained silent because I was not a social democrat. When they came for the trade unionists, I didn't speak out. I was not a trade unionist. When they came for the Jews, I remained silent because I was not a Jew, but when they came for me, there was no one left to speak out for me. No matter what aisle you're on, we have a responsibility to come for people who are hurting. know the immigration system was broken. It's been broken since before President Reagan. And each administration has inherited this daunting challenge. So we must pray for our president. That God would give him wisdom so that he does not mistreat God's people he has an awesome responsibility and we pray for him but as we pray for him we also pray for families that are being separated we pray for families who spent so much money to fly their loved ones in to have them begin a new life In the land of promise called the United States of America. Only to have those people with proper identification, paperwork, sent back home. And it may not mean that much to some of us. But just try to imagine that that was your family. And as Christians, we respect higher authorities, we pray for higher authorities, but that doesn't mean we can't be respectfully critical of higher authorities, whether it's President Obama or President Trump or whomever, because this nation was founded on checks and balances. So in a diverse church like ours, we welcome not only different ethnicities, and different economic, socioeconomic makeup and different denominational perspectives. We also welcome different political perspectives. But I just wanna encourage you, may we not be so supportive of our political party that we lose our objectivity to call out what's wrong. Because just because something is legal, doesn't mean that it's righteous. As I told my daughter as we were driving in, slavery was legal. What they did to the Native Americans was legal. Segregation was legal. And the church either stayed quiet or they twisted the Bible to support these demonic beliefs. I'm here to let you know, Jesus is coming. And as far as this church, we gonna tell the truth and we're gonna love people without qualifying them whether they are a Muslim or a Christian whether they are heterosexual or homosexual we're gonna love them doesn't mean we agree with them but they should never ever have to question if we love them So with that being said, would you stand to your feet please? These are exciting times to be alive. God is calling us to action whether we want to or not. Our Christianity can't be private or kept inside. We've been called to apply the things Jesus said when he said, go and do likewise. Again, no. One person knows it all, has it all together. But right is right and wrong is wrong. And I'm going to let you know now, if it comes down to it, and there are other laws that come, that make it illegal to house so-called illegal people. As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. Because had it not been for some good godly white people who are willing to be abolitionists and go against the government and open up their home to have refugees called escaped slaves come in their house. If people hadn't been brave enough to take a stand, we wouldn't be here today. So what do you do with this message? You go home and you listen to those preachers that came here today. You go here and read, you go home and read what they wrote and what they said. Yes sir. And you ask God to give you wisdom on how to apply these things, how to be like Daniel in the midst of a corrupt system. And America has been corrupt since 1619. How can I operate with integrity towards God and man in the midst of a fallen political system? How do I stand for God without bowing down to government and politics? We all need wisdom. So glad we got the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, look, in those last days when they deliver you up in front of councils, discourage you, put you to death, don't worry about what to say. My father's going to give you the words. Matter of fact, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit so that you can have power to be a witness. The word witness means martyr. Martyria, a witness is someone who lays down his life for another. And in this case, we lay it down for Jesus and for our neighbor. That's a witness, I'm witnessing to the gospel when I do what Jesus did and I give my life even with people who may not agree with me. This is not meant to run anybody off from this church. But if you gotta go, I understand. We love you. This is about radical love. Talked with a Muslim man last week. He taught me some things I didn't know And he said to me I know what the media says About radical Islam But there's a small percentage of Muslims Who actually believe what ISIS teaches Small percentage Because for the most part Islam is a religion of peace Again we we have differences obviously But Jesus didn't say, you can only love people who believe like you. So as we're talking, and he says, there's a small percentage, but the majority of Muslims are peace-loving people. And when I was in this temple, there were Muslims who were friendlier to me than a lot of churches I've been in. And he said and by the way ISIS not only kills Christians But they're really killing more Muslims Who don't submit to the ISIS way So there are not only Christians persecuted And fleeing these places There are Muslims fleeing these places And I chimed in and I was like Well I I hear you man It's bad when a small percentage of people makes the whole look bad. It's kinda like in Christianity. Cause we're spending time trying to keep the terrorists from coming in. But well, we need to look and deal with the terrorists who are already here, who haven't converted to Islam, they claim to be Christians. we deal with the Dylan Roofs who are terrorists. We do what the deceased family did. And we heat coals on our enemy. And that family in Charleston, South Carolina, told that terrorist, Dylan Roof, we forgive you tell you that the gospel isn't in the black church don't let nobody tell you that disciples aren't being made in the black church for you to forgive someone that has hurt you and killed someone in your family only the Holy Spirit and on national television when they could have cursed that man they loved that man they did what they were supposed to do dylan did whatever he needed to do and i pray that if the time ever comes for me that i can show the love of jesus when people are putting me to death and i can say father forgive me they don't know what they're doing a love like that can only come with the holy spirit so if you protest be wise if you write your congressmen or congresswomen, be wise. But just don't sit and watch, because sooner or later, it may come to your front door. I felt bad for Charles and Susan when I saw that the order to lift the pipeline through the Native American community and Standing Rock was lifted. It's back on now, and, but Charles's people, Susan's people will continue to stand. Because if you don't want a pipeline going through your neighborhood because it might contaminate your water, why you think I want it coming through my neighborhood to contaminate the water of my life? I felt bad for our Latino people this week when there was more talk about building a multi-billion dollar wall. grieved my heart when I heard preachers taking the scriptures out of context to say that Donald Trump was like Nehemiah the great wall builder I pray for humility for our president I pray against the racist people in his cabinet I pray against the people who are not qualified to be given these great seats of power But my God is in control because providence is the hand of God in the affairs of men. In the glove of history. And he's going to use and is using all of this. Because before it gets better, it's got to get worse. And he's going to purge the church. And there will be a falling away. The easy believers... The ones that don't want don't to do nothing for Jesus, they're going to fall off. Because it's going to get a little too tough. And the Lord's going to take it down to a group of people who's going to bear fruit. And that main fruit is going to be love. You'll know them by their speaking in tongues? Nah. You'll know them by their mega church status and all the programs they have for the children and the teens? No. Nah. You're going to know them by that big old bank account and what kind of cars they drive. No, you're going to know them by the love that they show. Amen. Holy Spirit, help us. So glad you're with us. Jewel.